But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Yay. Welcome. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. Coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Wrestling Rob here on a feel-good fantasy football Friday. It is almost that time. You get those feelings? You getting those feelings as you're doing the research? Like, wow, there's mock drafts actually happening. This yeah, is, I've done tons of mock drafts. I know. Drafts I'm aware. It's so crazy. I have, I have it's, a, lengthy amount of mock draft to, to siphon through to kind of look at where I went wrong. I feel like when I go into mock drafts, I develop a certain strategy and I stick with it and I'm kind of finding my way. Mm-hmm, you're in trouble mm-hmm. is oh. what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, oh, you're, now you're all in big, big trouble. All right. Anyway, so uh, welcome. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Good morning to Bailey. Good morning to some of the people in the chat right away. Uh, we appreciate you joining. Uh, Bailey actually uh, got an email yesterday that he rejoined or joined up with the uh, the Patreon again. So thank you to Bailey. You can support Chop Sports just like Bailey did by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. That's how to do it. There's a three, a five, a ten. Um variation that's the way to support us we really appreciate you guys as always uh and if you're watching this on youtube please do us a favor like the video subscribe to the channel do all that fun stuff that youtube makes you do uh by liking the video it literally boosts us up into the chat i mean into the searching algorithms and all that shit so we really appreciate you guys as well nick is coming in intern nick on a friday on his off day is watching the show what's up nick good morning successful first podcast uh on our network congratulations to that man right Bro, there do you, what do you determine to be success because when we're talking one person about, well one well, person downloads it and you're like Good i did shit. i did my i'm gonna re i'm gonna pile on to my joke from yesterday so i did a <laughs> podcast my first podcast well first solo podcast i ever did was for my fantasy football league and i ended up having 12 downloads out of 12 people, so it was like a 100% rate. Nice. And there's like 31 NHL fans. Nick got like 80% of them all in the entire country <laughs> right on his first rip. day. I'm so proud of you, buddy. That's great, dude. Proud of you, man. Um, whatchamacallit. It's a great hockey podcast for all you hockey enthusiasts out there, just like Gooch. I know there's more of you out there than, than actually known before he even started this podcast. So appreciate you coming on. And, uh, and uh, yeah, great job. So, now, we talked about Patreon already. We talked about YouTube. Now, let's get right into the sports here on a Friday because we have ourselves a fantastic Gooch rundown. A lot of stuff going on over there. So, Gooch, what can you say about okay, what's going on okay, in the world of sports? Okay, okay, So, in Major League Baseball news, I'm just going to get right to it. The Yankees Suck. dropped a series <laughs> to a double-A team over mm. the weekend. Or, mm. I guess, not really over the weekend. Throughout mm-hmm. the week. And yesterday was an embarrassing loss. I don't know what Boone was doing. I guess the Boone that we were fearing coming to rear his ugly head right around All-Star break. Perfect timing. Um, The Yankees definitely have some hole damage right now, but we're not going to get carried away. I mean, I'm sure Dave is, but... um, No, no. I mean, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. (laughs) We'll 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 circle back to the You do your rundown, we'll circle back to the There's a little bit more happening in Major League Baseball as the Major League Baseball amateur draft or player, whatever you want to call it. There's no international prospects in this one yet. I'm not sure if this is going to be the last one that we get with only high school and college kids in the draft where I know that in the CBA they were talking about modifying the way international prospects were 
injected into Major League Baseball, and I feel like this might be the last one. So I don't have much notes on it, but it is this weekend, and maybe we'll circle back on Monday and kind of break it down and go over some of the prospects. But the Home Run Derby, I'm not sure when they were officially announced, but we do have some matchups um, for – one through eight, all the seedings are made. I don't know if Kyle Schwarber deserves the one seed, but Kyle Schwarber... Oh, Schorber, they do the seedings, that's I don't, right. I don't think that they're actually seeded. He just bullies I people into getting the one seed. He's a, he's a big dude. Like, yeah, he's like, I, I, by the way, I'm the yeah, one seed. but there's Nobody no way else. that he would be the one seed when we go through this list of players. So Kyle Schwarber, mm -hmm. with the first round uh, duel against Albert Pujols, excited for Pujols to compete in the home run derby. I mean, we're all rooting for Pujols, correct? But then... Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's well, in LA, I'm, I'm right? Sure. It's in LA, though. Yes, on. it's Hollywood. And yeah. Pujols played for the Dodgers, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, for a little for, bit. For like so, a, about a cup of, of coffee. Yeah, the year last know. year. I guess it's a little reunion for, for Pujols. I mean, the he Dodgers played with Anaheim. LA, the Dodgers fans don't really care about anything. Um, <laughs> they go to the games to like dress up nice and shit. But anyway, um, matchup number two Juan Soto against. Um, Jose Ramirez. I think that's an interesting matchup. Interesting, Ramirez, Rake, Soto is just one of the funnest guys to watch in the league. And then Julio Rodriguez against Corey Seager. Boring. Uh, Rodriguez, exciting. Boring. Corey Seager, boring. And then the matchup that I'm most excited for in a NL East duel, a little clash of the Titans with Ronald Acuna Jr. and Peter Alonso returning to defend his crown. Ooh, so the polar bear plunge. We're going to, I guess we'll make our predictions, right, for the home run derby? It's Friday. It happens or, when? Or no, it happens, I guess, Monday. So we'll wait. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll wait. And maybe we'll even make a game of it. There you I go. think we could do something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's do it. So NBA news, DeAndre Ayton signs a huge offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. Four years, 133 million. That was a record deal, I guess, when it comes to offer sheets. So the Suns had until eleven fifty-nine PM on Saturday night to match the offer. They did not wait. They had matched it immediately. So people now were probably thinking, like, well, I thought the Suns didn't want DeAndre Ayton anymore. And that probably means that they still don't want DeAndre Ayton. They just want more compensation. So I feel like that was par for the course. Imagine Good for being the a Pacers fan, thinking you're like, <gasps> I was. I thought it was We're a curious move. Um, why not just give Sabonis Jr. that extension? Like give him the same Aiton, money. Really, I feel like Sabonis Jr. is a better player. No, I mean that's just me. No, I but, think so too. Um, MMA news, SBG head coach. That's Straight Blast Jim. For those that don't know the acronym, and Creative. owner and. Uh, head coach of Conor McGregor announced that Conor is ready and, and waiting for All an right. So Conor is ready to return to the MMA world, and he's ready for a fight camp. So who do you think Conor McGregor will face in his return to action? That's the big question. I know Charles Oliveira was talking like he was going to give Conor the title shot, but that's not really possible because Dana's not on board with it. Mm -hmm. It's looking like uh, Islam Makachev against Charles Oliveira for the belt. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but probably sometime this early fall. Um, and I would imagine Connor will be on that card. Whoever he fights, look for Connor early fall, right around week two. Three. Who do you think he's gonna? Who do you think they're gonna have him fight though? Obviously, um, who makes the most sense to me would be either like a Masvidal guy type type guy because he's a little exciting and hittable. Well, my prediction, um, yeah, Nate. I don't think it's. Nah, I don't be think Nate. if I was Connor, I, I wouldn't think, do that right now either. Well, well I I would if right. I was Connor. That, that'd be a big, a big fight, fight though. But I don't think Nate wants to wait that long. And <laughs> speaking of Nate, Nate Diaz is willing I've, and ready to take any fight. Um, mm -hmm. He accepted the the uh, 
Kamzat fight, and that got pulled off the table. Nate is down to fight anybody. He literally says, yeah. just let me quit. If you out. don't want to give me a fight, let me quit. He just wants out of his contract. What are you waiting for, then? He's not negotiating for more money, he said. He said, so any news that you hear of that, I don't care. I just want to fight on this deal, get out of the deal, and then leave and do what I want. And Dana White so is Dana's saying... So Dana's being a piece of shit. Dana White yeah. is saying, well, I don't know what Nate Diaz is making demands for. He lost six of his last seven or something, which is true. But then, if you have no, if he has no value to you, Dana, then do the right thing. Yeah, Give him a right. fight. Yeah. And let him Cut walk. Cut the man. This is kind of bullshit. Time is, at this point. It's enough. But enough. now, but, all right. So in that same breath, are you? Is that it? Yeah, that's it for okay. my beautiful rundown. All right. So in the same breath, though, like with the with the Connor thing, um, I, I'm wondering. Well, in specific, Nate, because like he, you're right, he hasn't like he's being stranglehold right now. Um. Which I'm called. He's being stranglehold right now. Hit the the blank one. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I'm he's being stranglehold right now by the UFC. But like now that like Nate, uh, now that Jake Paul is doing like this this actual fight. Which by the way, I, I saw footage yesterday of their sparring session. Did you see that? Yes. Okay. That's pretty got pretty intense, pretty quick. So I'm really excited about this fight now. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was when, the it was Nate, when they it was, like oh he was helping him prep for the Nate Robinson fight. Yeah. So whenever the so hell that his was first boxing. Yeah. Match. Yeah. Well, yeah. his first one that was like televised, yeah. whatever. Right. Okay. So anyway, I saw that, so I'm pumped about the fight. But like, let's just say Paul loses, which were the majority of America and the world are probably rooting for that. Now, like, does Paul lose all that? That glimmer, and then the Nate thing never really happens, or like, is that still like a fight no, that's on the dock? No. If because why? All right. So basically, what I'm asking is, with Nate wanting to be out, where's he going? Well, Nate wants to go just do whatever he wants. I don't know that Nate would fight Jake Paul. I mean, I'm sure he would for the right. Yeah, but money. I'm saying like, if he's not going to Bellator, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if Nate Diaz I is think, done with the I UFC, Nate, what the hell is Nate, Nate doing for money? Nate could go do bare knuckle. Nate could just go to the what highest about that professional fight league thing that yeah, PFL. Well, I don't that know. Too, I think but he I goes just feel over like there. The, the I, most I appeal like is at UFC. Nate, Nate. In terms of wanting to fight um, MMA fighters, he's not going to go fight some upstart guy in PFL that no one ever heard of. That's arguably tough, or not arguably, is tough, and has no name value. Like, you see what Pettis did. P Pettis went to PFL, and he's like one in three. Pettis is a former True. UFC champ. I think that there's too much risk there. You're better off going and just doing the Tyron Woodley thing, the Ben Askren thing, fighting these one-off things. Nate Diaz has a name. He's going to make a ton of money outside of MMA if he decides to do boxing in one fight. You know, so he really doesn't yeah, have to do uh, much. We'll see. Whatever. What's the What's the reason why he would keep going and fighting in the MMA world right now have, under yeah. the UFC banner? Well, under the UFC banner, I don't know. But but if he if he was smart, which again he's a businessman, he's been around for a long time. I just feel like he's like, oh, I don't want to renegotiate. I don't want, like. But what what else is there to do, bro? Like that, if it's not the Jake Paul million dollar fight, sure like what are we doing? Plenty here? of opportunities. And, can, I'm sure and, he can open up a gym or right whatever. Now, but right now, the opportunities are limited because he's under contract, so there hasn't been any offers. Yeah. But I'm sure as soon as he gets released from that that stranglehold the offers will start pouring in and jake paul will definitely be on the table got you if if he wanted it but i don't know nate's a um, weird dude as far as the yankees are concerned um so obviously the the jimmy palumbo's of the world were texting me all night last night about the epic collapse the 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 collapse that's coming for the new york yankees and i raise this i raise you your collapse and say this is the first yankees series loss since may you know, so this is an anomaly. They are tired. It is all-star break time. Their minds are on that four-day break. That's that's my excuse. I don't know what you can – I don't know if you can use that excuse against Boston coming in because you do not want to – like right now, I don't know. Is it still 14 or whatever? It's 13. Um, I think Boston won yesterday. Yeah. Standings. Um, 
it's yeah, so it's 13 over Tampa, 15 and a half over the Red Sox at 62 and 27. So what I'm saying is don't get swept by the Red Sox because that 15 and a half turns into 12. And then you're like, eh, all right, it's still nice, but it, like swept. you just don't want to go fucking swept. Not in the Bronx either. Stop I don't think. It. But I'm saying Stop the Yankees right now, a bad baseball played, team. played some bad baseball uh, this past week. Don LaGreca of, of ESPN has said it multiple times. The people that are like, it is a constant flow of hatred towards Joey Gallo, right? And that's it's justified. I get it. He's batting like literally 145 or some shit. 150 at most because he went 0 for 4 yesterday with a walk, right? I'm looking at Joey Gallo in the same breath as LaGreca, and I agree with this. Everybody's like, I can't believe they still got him in the line. He will not have effective, meaningful at bats when it comes when it's when it's time. If we get and when we get to I the agree, playoffs, the guy's going to be out of the lineup. It's done. I agree. Like, so this is we're just kind of like my, what do you what do you call that when you're when you're just like my when the boat's sinking this. and you're getting rid of the water treading water? Uh, yeah. yeah, treading, treading water. water. That's all my, they're doing my, right. My question now. is this afloat. though: if if Joey Gallo, let's count the games that we've had Joey Gallo in the lineup since we've known he's not the guy. Right, a lot, a lot of games. A How lot many of games, games have they played in Toronto with Joey Gallo in the lineup? You know, you see where I'm going with this, right? Mm, what you want, Benintendi? Yeah, like if Joey Gallo sucks that bad, just get Benintendi, replace him for every other fucking game. Here, but they have, they actually have a solve on the roster right now, and his name is Miguel Andujar. Like you tell me, you wouldn't trot out Miggy every night, isn't just for shits? I'm pretty sure Andujar wants out. Though. He does want out. He, doesn't he's ma- he wants out because he's not playing. Yes, yeah. he wants out because he's, not <laughs> he's playing. playing. He's not going to want out. He doesn't. Want- Who wants to leave New York That's if you're on the like roster? I think, it's a, I think he just doesn't know how to play left field, and that's what they're basing I'm sure it on. They can That's make half a the game. Cosmic shift in it. defense, but like, I get it. But yeah, it's just, bro. How about this? I don't give a fuck. Who's our AAA left fielder? I'm sure he's better than Gallo. I'm sure he can bat better than 150. Right. Correct. You can literally stick the wood. Across the plate <laughs> with the better ben- chances to, to do something with the, with the bat rather than Gallo. The whole Benintendi issue I'm seeing is like he's not vaccinated, so they're worried about taking yeah, him no, to we Toronto. Talked about yeah, but, I guess but, but, but as of now, with no Benintendi, you're getting Joey Gallo. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they could replace Benintendi with somebody different, but Benintendi is the anti-Joey Gallo. He's like strikeout rate is 13%. Gallo's is like 50. You, you replace Benintendi in the lineup instead of Gallo. And like <laughs> I saw... There's just so many less swings and misses on, through I the I saw a tweet, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was like a week ago, but somebody said, is there anybody in baseball that gets to an 0-2 count faster than Joey Gallo? <laughs> like, <laughs> it happens like that. It's I like, mean, now right, maybe, maybe Brett, Joey Gar- Brett Gardner. Gallo, gone, and all of a sudden it's like, baseball. 0-2 count. Yeah, like, why, haven't the they called him? why don't they call him back? Because up? it's a lot of this, more of the same thing. Who? I, I Gardner? Mean, yeah. I mean... Uh, you got to assume that the guy, he didn't retire, so could, you got to assume he's Tyler still in Wade baseball shape. They got Tyler Wade he now. Left? I, no, probably not. I mean, he's an I mean, infielder, he so he's going to play And anywhere. Hicks just got hurt, right? Hicks is going to be out for a little while. So they got it. seems to me that the, the shift has been made that Aaron Judge is going to be our new center fielder. I mean, well, I think he is the center fielder. But I'm saying going forward forever. Yeah, he's, I think, I think he's it's bad. over. Like the, the whole, like, oh, let's bounce him around. I think, they I would, think he's going to be would paid. Like, they would like and to get a, be the a, center fielder a of the New York center Yankees. fielder and put Judge in right. I think that that's definitely a team need defensively. While Judge is a, he's serviceable in center, he's a right fielder. right? He's a gold glove right fielder. I think that he can be serviceable in center, and he has been. But the Yankees are a much better defensive team with a – Traditional center fielder out there. No yeah. doubt. 
Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But again, Yankees are up 13 games in first place today at least. Everybody calm the fuck down, bro. What are we waving? No, I wanted water. Oh. Water. Water. He's parched. Water. Give him a pink. Give him that pink ass thing right on camera. There he is. Give him that pink. Yeah. Hey. Look Listen, at that. The Yankees Manly. almost bought the Almost bought the beat back last night in the eighth inning when Judge hits a home run. Bro, listen, and then Torres gets up. By the way, shout out, <laughs> shout out to the Yes Network. It's not I'm not calling him racist by any stretch, but like, <laughs> it's just like Judge hits the home run. Like, what an inning, Judge! And like the recapping, and then they go to Torres, and all of a sudden, they play all really? the Spanish music as he's gone. I'm like, did you like? Come on, like, don't be an asshole. Don't don't be that guy. Uh, but anyway, they did battle back, and then of course the stupidest rule in all of professional sports is the ghost runner that's got to go away forever and ever and ever has to at this point it just absolutely has doesn't make no it sense. feels like middle school kickball you know it feels that's like exactly what it is. you know what i'm saying like okay it's a tie game we get a runner on second going forward. Rid of it after it's this year, so they bad yeah, i thought they already got rid of it because it's 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 bad. happening still no after this year and uh, then great because i don't think they did he's got a ghost runner in the 10th yes how come there was no one on base at least I'm, I was watching on the GameCast on my phone. There was definitely nobody on second. Because the guy hit a two-run shot. I'm um, talking about the Yankees. Yes. Hit a two-run shot. Oh. In so the 10th. Oh, all right. Right. That makes sense. And now. then there's no runner on. <laughs> that's next, by See, the way. I didn't way. know they were down three. Yeah. So that's next, by the way. Baseball's going to be like, he clears the bases with a fucking two-run shot. And they're like, all right, now you can get another runner on so second. So the most again. concerning thing After about the, the Yankees, score. like they're losing baseball games to AAA teams, fine. They're not a AAA team. Luis Castillo pitched yesterday. He's fucking good. Right? I saw that's him on your fantasy AJ team. AJ Bascon yeah. coming in. Luis Castillo had a wonderful tryout for the Yankees yesterday. They yeah. should get they it. Should yeah. So I mean, at this point, I'm yeah, like. maybe, but the, leading to the, my actual point, um, another Luis in the Bronx, that's the real issue that we're facing right now. Nobody's talking about it. Is Sevy went on the I.L., with a low, low, lower lat strain. This and is lat the same, is up here when you're a pitcher. Forget it. It's the same deal that I feel like uh, Scherzer just was dealing with. No, it was like a lat. Hamstring, hamstring, Well, I mean, lat. I mean, when you grew up back-to-back-to-back home runs, I'm sure something hurts in your body. Because that, that's pretty much what happened. He <laughs> goes back-to-back-to-back. To back, so, and then all of a sudden, the Reds. he started no, like, grabbing his arm. Yeah, he's like, ooh. So, yeah, you know. Then, and then, then he was like, hey, Doc, how much do I got to give you to like put me, me on the here. I.L. for yeah, a month and a half? Get the fuck out of here right <laughs> now. On. I got to go. I got to go. So I'm going to pull the same bullshit that everybody else tries to pull and find the silver lining here and say, you know what? Sevy usually breaks down in the second half oh anyway. Oh, my God. So maybe the injury will get him his shoulder the did you guys rest, speaking of rules did you guys it? know is that, that true the summer league the second overtime is sudden death <laughs> how great is that first basket how wins. great is that see that would be incredible if that was a real thing what dude I, I imagine actually, like and we're tied still after overtime i love overtime. it off dribble you know the, shot do you know game. right now the knicks are uh in like front runner to win the summer league, the championship. Ooh, they, they have all their year. starters. Do they get they have all their starters playing this year? Shut up. Yeah. Wait, wait. First of all, you get rings this year. Wait, wait. wait. Yes. The summer league is actually a league. No, it's like all the. It's I just like, showed it was like a bunch of exhibition practice games. No, it's like, like a, a preseason. They Essentially, like the they don't. Big, they don't dude. matter. He just said he's getting rings. They're getting yeah, rings, so year. they're giving them rings. But it's like it doesn't mean if it means Holy something to you, then you're a fucking mark. I mean, <laughs> did I use that word right? Did he use it's the word Vegas, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's in Vegas, so like they're trying, you know, they're trying. Wait, is to it make a it bubble? Big. It's like not a bubble, but like all yeah, all yeah, games are at one Vegas. spot. Yeah, it's all in Vegas. Yeah, oh, interesting. Speaking of the it's Knicks, cool. um, yeah, I don't think you brought it up. If 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 you did, I spaced out for a second. The rejection of the trade, 
Did you bring it up? I did not. No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, first of all, Jesus. <laughs> like, thank God they came back and said no. Yeah. If they would have given up all that stock for Donovan Mitchell, I would have lost my goddamn if mind. If there's a video game, it's accepted. If you turn like trade overrule on, yeah. Well, I mean, not really. Like, if I'm if I'm playing in a video game, I'll offer every single draft pick I own in in these like dynasty drafts. I'm a and sick. Shit like that. I'm a sick bastard. I, I I acquire as many draft picks as I can, and no, then I draft I'm guys like, that don't even exist. I'll, I'm like, I'll go He's after a star. A I'll go Watch after this. a star player, and I'll just keep on adding meaningless <laughs> picks until they agree to it. It'll be like eleven sixth. But you you do see what Utah's trying to do here, though. Yeah, Utah's trying to do what Danny Ainge did with Boston Great and comment. build all those picks and start with a young team. I mean, look, Boston, Boston just went to the. I mean, and you're going to get potential lottery picks from the Knicks if you get yeah. six first round. Pretty I much. guess. Yeah. I, I would imagine they're, uh, the they're, best best comment so far. I just saw it. Um, uh, AJ with the ring pop thing, but where a Hawaii Mike summer league is too legit <laughs> as IKEA is to furniture. <laughs> That's fantastic. Vidoro, our guy over at Hater Fantasy Sports, we'll talk about him in a second, but he just said, why not do a half-court shot competition? Because then Golden State would be 84-0 and in, in overtime yeah. play because Curry would just be like, eh, and just let it fly. Yeah. Oh, my God. But anyway, so, yeah, I wanted to get into the Knicks rejected trade before we got too far into this whole shebang. So uh, before we get into fantasy football, because that's what we're all here for, right, I do want to ask you guys, if you're worried that you're going to run out of money, oh, uh, oh, you don't have your read. Son of a gun. It's okay. Um, run out of money in retirement or how you'll pay for long-term health care. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, – oh, he just left. That's cool. He's going to get his read. That's appropriate. It is. Um, you know, how you'll pay for long-term health care if you need it. Will your family be okay? A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security and greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help with that at the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael will work with you to create that comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little bit less right now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 718 Eight seven guarantees and protections are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. I should definitely memorize that um, at this point. And also, just so you guys know, Fusco is offering now. Uh, you can finance with Fusco. Um, Five forty FICO score or above. Go check him out at the prestigetaxfinancing.com backslash or forward slash business financing. You can contact the same number for that. He's offering it all, folks. And before he gets into his lovely manscape read, I do want to <coughs> give a shout out to yep. Dat Chat, um, uh, one of our new social media platforms that we're partners with that we like to promote here because it's awesome. I, I was actually on it yesterday, exploring, joined a few new groups over there. It's a lot of Facebook group esque things like you could just keep joining groups um and there's a lot of information to be had over there i'm actually in one that's uh i think it's like super dads anonymous or something like that where it's just like it's just dad tips because lord knows i need all of them i tried to put my kid the other day two kids to bed by myself you're a failure i am a absolute failure at that miles was crying and i went into stella and stella's now by the way she's well, in she's her, in a big girl bed she's now. in a big girl bed now so that. now she could just leave the room whenever she wants and i'm just like oh my god and so I'm, i feel uncomfortable going from like speaking about your kids to i was gonna do one more thing before that so it's not a hard segue our friends over at haterfantasysports.com go check him out vidoro is actually the owner of this or part owner or whatever owner he's got a big stock in this haterfantasysports.com he's in the chat right now it is basically a low score wins 
is you want to pick guys to stink. It's a whole new platform. They're going to be ramping it up at the end of August. We're definitely going to do a lot more for them going forward. But check out HaterFantasySports.com and join today. So now Mr. Gucci has something about somebody's bush. Yes, so I'm going to refrain from going the bush route because we all Ah. know that it's not a bush. It's a taint jungle over here. But um, we are knee-deep in the summer months, and it has officially been swamp-ass season since June, right? So I'm going to need everybody to head on over to manscaped.com, use the promo code SHOPSPORTS, and you get 20% off your entire order, free shipping worldwide. The best package they got on there is the Performance Package 4.0. It has the lawnmower 4.0 with the 400K LED light, waterproof at that, so you could kind of trim your balls in your face and there's really no harm, no foul. They have the Weed Whacker 2.0. It's for your nose hairs and your ear hairs. They have all the lotions to prevent chafing. And with this package, you get a free T-shirt and you get free boxers. Hey, now. I am not wearing them today, so for those that saw the show yesterday, I do not wear my underwear two days in a row. So wait, he doesn't wear underwear two days in a row, or those, those underwear two days in a row? Those underwear two days in a row. Right but I would like for them to send me a couple more pairs, because I really do like them. Yeah, and, right. well, and hey, being that we're I'm talking to you, man. doing Skate. live reads for you, I could accept a, uh, another performance package <laughs> headed my way. But yeah, go on over to manscaped.com, use the <laughs> promo code SHOPSPORTS, and keep your ball sack clean and your tree nice and tall. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's one hundred dollars check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website absolute-eyewear.com tell them chop sports search sent you tree tall that's a new one i like that one uh i always get a little weird of that when i go into the bathroom here and there's like one of the lotions like the caps off so i'm just like gooch definitely just used the whatever the fuck this is <laughs> yeah, so, so it's it's so definitely i did notice that the here. shave gel look you ever see the burt kreischer uh podcast where he's talking with somebody i forget who it was but he's talking about how he how when he goes into a public restroom it's just skin on skin right so he doesn't need to wash the toilet it's just skin on skin no fucking way. and he actually said he was like bro all i really do if it's dirty is i spit on it and then i wipe it off with toilet paper and it's all mine i kind of feel the same way about about my fucking lawnmower 4.0 and my 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 face shave I mean, it's really for your balls, but it works good. If it's good enough for my ball sack, then I'm applying it to my face and neck as well. You get it? You know, I have it's a shave sh- gel. Like what? It's not like outside of outside of uh, one time during the pandemic, like in the beginning of it, where I shaved myself. I have not shaved my own face. I've shaved my own face once in like uh, ten years because I just I the barber does it, and I'm just like I don't ever need to do it. I definitely. You do, I know, because more you, yeah. often I don't really ever take a razor to my my, my cute baby face over here, <laughs> cutie baby face, right? But um, if I shave, if I shave yes, my cute. upper lip, 
it feels like it's like 14 inches long. Like I'm <laughs> like, it just biggest. never ends. Well, that's why some of these, uh, these, these clowns out there are doing the, uh, and shout out to my, my brother-in-law who's not a clown, but a lot of these guys are doing this freaking mustache thing. I can't like, since the goddamn movie came out, the fucking top gun, everybody wants a mustache. I'm like, I remember a time nope. I'm old enough to remember when you had a mustache like that. People thought you touched kids. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So like, why would I ever, I want that. Just caterpillar on my face. I've never had a mustache in my life. I don't think I've, I may have done it as like a joke, you know, like it's left. It's the only thing left, but then I'll get rid of it. I don't know. Ash, what do you think? Mustache time? Just a nice little porn, do it, porn stash. Do it. It'd be so you gross. Won't. You won't. So fucking gross. Yeah, I'll keep the shadow. My dad had a mustache and I hate him so much. So every time I get a mustache, <laughs> I swear to God, if you've ever seen me with a mustache, let me know. Looking at any of my pictures, I hate him so much. I refuse to have a mustache because of that man. He ruined mustaches for me. Dear Slim. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I'm, like, my God. Well, this one took a turn. Anyway, I'm glad people are know. reconciling in the chat right now. Uh, Dave yeah, me Bedoro. too, because I was kind of worried about that. Yeah, so was I. Hawaii Mike, Florida Mike, whatever you're calling yourself now. Ease the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> Florida. Is he in Florida already? Right? That's what he just said, yeah, Florida, Florida Mike. Mike. So, But he goes... He goes, no. yeah, shake my head, fantasy sports. They don't send your winners champ. Like, all he had to do was just like, hey, man, I won. You didn't send me my whatever, yeah, gift was, card or T-shirt like gaming, or whatever the fuck was it like was. a gaming issue. Good Lord, there was like bro. A gaming Calm issue. down. We're all good. Ease up. We're all good. <laughs> anyway, we are all good here at Chop Sports. So now it is time to talk some fantasy football. Uh, as we get closer and closer, it's already mid-July. People are uh, actually start their drafts, you know, starting of August. I mean, I don't really condone that, but... You might. There are some drafts that do it in July, which, again, you're out of your mind. But there are rankings out there. There are drafts being out there. There are average draft positions being labeled. So now you know where these guys are going in a lot of these mock drafts. So, Gooch, today you did a deeper dive, and you figured, why not tell the masses a couple of guys that are out there? that not, not You labeled them as sleepers, but they might not be because we know who they are already, yeah, but like, they might outperform like, where they're at. Let me explain real quick what I'm going to do here. So... I don't like to use the word sleeper when it comes to fantasy in general. I mean, sleepers to me are they're they're deep sleepers, or they're just any I'm guy, any guy that's going to outperform his draft day value. So a sleeper could be a guy like Jonathan Taylor last year. He was picked late first at best, and then mid second typically, and he ended up being the number one player or number one running back. And this year, he's pr pretty much the clear cut consensus number one pick in fantasy. Mm. So I'm looking for a that guy. In this, in this little segment. But not only that, just like I said, guys that are going to probably outperform their draft value cool. who are going to maybe get into, step into a new role and don't really have the the acumen in the past that, that warrants them a high pick. Got so it. going through it, we're going to go through quarterback, running back, receivers, tight ends. Um, there might be a little redundancy because – some of these guys I've spoken about throughout the week, but for and we just covered the AFC North, so yeah, maybe yeah. you know so it is we'll what it is. We'll, we'll, well. we'll handle it, and any questions you guys might have at each position, I'll be happy to answer all your questions. Genius. Um, so moving over into quarterback, quarterback is probably the hardest one for me because I think it's pretty clear cut. You might have some guys inside and out of order depending on where you put a Kirk Cousins, where you put a Derek Carr in relation to. Um, maybe like a Jalen Hurts or or guys like that. But I feel like there's about 12 quarterbacks, and then once they're gone, you, there's one or two guys that you might be able to see that vault in this year. Um, I got so, a couple, but go ahead. No, I was going to say. You got some? I only have one quarterback that I think could vault into QB1 territory that's not considered that right now. Who is it? Maybe it's just agreeing um, on what I have here. I mean, oh, the, it's, the, the it's, poster boy here? It's the only guy that I have on the quarterback list, and that's Trey Lance. Um Trey Lance is unproven, right? 
but he's stepping into a situation with a really good supporting cast, a good offensive line, and a clear-cut front office that's completely buying in on him. Yep. They're letting go a guy that's taken them to A, a Super Bowl in the past, and B, deep into the playoffs multiple times. His win percentage is out of this world for a guy that plays quarterback the way he does. Mm-hmm. Let's just agree to that. That's true. Trey Lance has such better physical tools, and at the very worst, even if he's not a great passer, if he's Jimmy Garoppolo across the board passing stats, he's going to probably add about 600 rush yards and about eight rushing touchdowns to the mix. So I just can't see anything worse than what Jalen Hurts is capable of doing in Philly out of Trey Lance this year in San Fran. I would say that uh, Jalen Hurts has better weapons, I think, more equipped. Um because obviously he's got, they both have great tight ends. Um, heard that, but it's very, uh, it's, it's very um, similar. I feel like they're a very yeah, similar right. situation where they have the Debo, where even uh, AJ Brown is a very similar comparison to what Debo is. That was his comparison coming into the league. Essentially, like these guys are compared to each other a lot. I got two guys that I think, you know, I, I didn't look where they were being drafted, and I should have. I did that with a with the running backs and receivers. I didn't do that with the quarterbacks because. Everybody picks quarterbacks I over bet you time. Have Zach Wilson on there. I do not have Zach Wilson on here. I have Tua. Tua is, I have is a Tua guy that because I considered. I I think that the weapons they provided him with down there, it's almost impossible to fail unless he sucks a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like he's got a lot of got Waddle came out of like like a barnstormer last year, and then you add Tyreek Hill and Gasecki's been the guy down there for a couple years now. So like they have weapons down there. Uh, they they ship off Devontae Parker, but again, you replace him with Tyreek Hill, so it's not yeah, like that's not I a. I think Miami's going to be as crazy as it sounds. They have a fucking loaded running back room, but no one. Well, I guy, got somebody at no the running back No one guy room, stands out. Oh, I'll tell you who's to me. <laughs> um, um, only because of the way that their coach uses guys. I think he's from, coming from the San Francisco system where they're going to revolve that door at running yeah. back. So that's going to be a nightmare. could be could be. Um, and then, I mean, people probably high on him, but maybe not. But Jameis Winston, you know, like because. A guy like him, last year, you saw what he could do, right? And then he unfortunately gets hurt, and then the rest is history with the Saints. They draft a receiver. They they add, I mean, Michael Thomas is apparently back. Um, you know, and when I say back, I mean, he must be healthy. We don't know what he's going to do. But remember, guys, it's not like it's not like Michael Thomas wasn't one of the best receivers in football was when he was he going. <laughs> he was, he was going. Much. Like, when he was going, he was going. So imagine adding somebody like Alave over the top and a Michael Thomas underneath. And the guys, that, uh, most of those guys they're bringing back who stepped up last year when Thomas was down, they're still all there. So it's up to James to – I'm not saying that off the ACL he's going to be some kind of rushing mogul like like your boy Trey Lance. But, like, I think he's going to put some air under that ball. And I yeah, think he's going to let it fly. Um, so I like James Winston to outperform wherever the hell he's getting drafted right now. I feel like he's not – he's he's a guy that you're going to p- probably be able to add potentially, which I think is – I think You don't you're think, gonna, gets, think, you don't James think James Winston, gets drafted? James Winston is a, is a really solid backup I don't think he'll vault into starting territory, but you will we'll be able to, here, you will be able to stream him and start him in in spurts depending on the matchups for sure. So you you saying, know me and Jameis. Is, I'm asking you. you yeah, know, I know you and him are, are like butter buddies. and toast, baby. <laughs> um, would, you, would you draft late, late, late? Would you draft a Jameis or ja- draft a Tua? Like, are those guys worth a a draft selection? Or are you going to be like they'll be okay, but they'll be there? I typically avoid backup quarterbacks unless my unless I'm don't have a really good starter and I would typically over a guy like Jamison or Jameis who I think will be in and out of free agency all year I think he's a guy that he's a streamer he'll get dropped yeah. and added 
I would take a flyer on one of the younger guys that could potentially be a superstar, and we just don't know it yet, with a Zach Wilson or a Trevor Lawrence. Uh, question from the masses here. LaCour Music coming in. Uh, Joe, congratulations on another show tonight. Successful one. I know you're going to kill it. You're over at JR's. Um, but uh, he wants to know where Herbert lands on your list as far as fantasy quarterbacks this year. It's an open forum, so, yeah, we're yeah, going to be talking I'm probably probably four. You know, Josh Allen, clear-cut number one. I would say Pat Mahomes, number two. Um, I mean, you could put Herbert at three for sure. Herbert's probably three. I think he's going to go third out of all quarterbacks this year. Okay. Is Kirk go. Cousins in your top ten? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to throw for like 5,000 yards. He's going to have a ton, of, ton, ton, ton of top shit. ten finishes. Crazy, bro. <laughs> I think he'll have a ton of top ten finishes. But I I'm just, hate Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that Kirk Cousins is, is one of those guys where – you know, he's going to have some splash games because of the receivers that he's throwing to. Yeah. But he's also, you know, w- with with all the numbers he's put up, he's still not really considered to be a good fantasy player. I would take Derek Carr over him. Um, well, it's like Anand's put, coming in saying that there could be a uh, a prospect like Desmond Ritter as, as one of the guys that come in very, very early. That would mean that Mariota is... Kicked yeah, to the curb I, I quick, and I don't I know about say, that. I would say that he might be the starter in Atlanta, but I wouldn't say that he's going to be a productive fantasy starter no matter what happens in Atlanta this Scoop's year. Scoop saying any rookies worth drafting? I'm, we're going to get into that. because Any rookie quarterbacks? Quarterbacks? Yeah, no. 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 Uh, let's move to running backs, shall we? Um, there is a lot of guys that I think that jump out at me as guys that are probably going to get a lot more volume than what we might have thought or what you might have thought or anybody out there drafting might have thought. Um, what should we call uh, Top five guy. I'm sorry. Vaduro coming in Mahomes without Hall. Is he still? I'm sure he was talking about Hill. Um, still a top five guy? I believe so. Yeah, I think so too. He's going to – dude, the guy's got a fucking cannon. They're never going to let him not throw. Um, anyway, so to the running backs, right? So – there are a couple on your board right now. We're talking about, um, you know, the guys you can see right there, the Montgomerys. I almost said Ray Rice. Uh, same number. J.K. Dobbins, you know, you got Nick Chubb. Anybody recognize this graphic? Yes, we used it the <laughs> other day. Uh, and I said, I was like, what a great recycled graphic this was. All right, so who are some of the guys? I got some deeper dives, I think. Um, or some of the guys you might think are going to outperform their draft value and, and what people are already projecting for them. Okay, so I really do. I'm sure anybody that's watched the past couple of weeks is knows that I'm really high on DeAndre Swift this year. He's going around like RB12. Who'd you say? I'm sorry. DeAndre Swift. Okay. I think out of all the guys that have a chance to vault into top three pick next year that are picked in the mid second round this year, is DeAndre Swift is definitely heads that it's list bold. for me. Okay. And without getting too deep into it, I'm going to even, put these even guys, if you think the Lions are going to be playing from behind a lot. I think that the Lions are. I don't think the Lions are going to get blown out a lot. Like they covered a lot of spreads. They played in some tight games okay. last year. They no, just weren't really getting looking blown for the out. offense here. That's um, all. And there's a lot of lines that I have on this list. If I'm being honest, um, well, two, really. Go ahead. So DeAndre Swift, and then just to group them together because it's very similar. They're going to get drafted around the same spot in drafts this year. But Javante Williams, I know that we're not going to beat this one to death because Dave will be low key rooting against him this year unless he drafts him. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be so counterproductive for the bet? I mean, I hope so now I, pick, I, can't I, hope I pick right after you. And I'm like, <laughs> Dave's not taking him, so he's all mine. Um, but yeah, catch Swift 22, Javon, I'll win the fantasy Swift game. Swift <laughs> and Javante Williams, I feel like these two guys are the clear cut, are going to vault into superstardom at the running back position this year. So, barring injury from Swift, I think Javante Williams will be able to at least 
Look, they both have a secondary back that's good. Melvin Gordon and mm-hmm. Jamal Williams. So mm-hmm. there's enough there's enough there where they're not going to have to shoulder the load. But Swift has dealt with injuries in the past. But that offensive line in Detroit is super underrated. And the commitment to the style of play that Dan Campbell's bringing to the table means that they're going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. He had Truth. a stretch last year where he was the best back in football outside of Jonathan Taylor. And if their wide receiver that they drafted for Alabama is healthy, that's going to even make their runner room even better. You yeah. Know? I forgot all about that kid. All right. All right, well, Hawkinson, he's, right? He's injured, so he, he tore his ACL but when in he the comes, yeah, when he comes game, back, so he'll yeah. be back eventually. But I put him in the same regard as like an Odell, where late you might want to stash this guy at the same end of the draft. Gallup. Same, and I'll talk situation. a little bit about the rookie receivers um, later on. But yeah. Rookie receivers. <laughs> Let me see your receivers. <laughs> so moving down the list a little bit, moving into like the third, fourth round region. Cam Akers, these two guys made the graphic. Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. I'll talk about these guys. Uh, I'll line these two up as well because of the same reason as the first two. Cam Akers in a situation where he's the clear number one back, I think. Sony Michelle's out of town, right? Daryl Henderson, Henderson is there. but Daryl Henderson, Henderson is, even when they've had no other back, Daryl Henderson still gave yeah, way to other backs. Guy, yeah. So they've never given him a chance to be the He's lead with guy. The Dolphins. There's everybody yeah, everybody's Dolphins. on the Dolphins, dude. <laughs> Christ. But um Cam Akers just being being in a position to get the ball with that offense spread out the way it is, 20 times a game, a little bit out of the backfield catching the ball. There's really no weakness on that offense. Um I think the ability to come back from the injury shows what type of dynamic player he can be. He came back real fast. The guy's like a freak of nature. So Cam Akers I think could be a top 10 pick next year. J.K. Dobbins, I have a little more trepidation going into the season with Dobbins, but we all know that's because of the Lamar factor. I think Lamar eats into his carries big time. So I think Dobbins, out of every running back on my list, has a chance to kind of fall flat. But I'm buying in on the fact that his efficiency in year one was so good that if he even sniffs that efficiency with more usage in year two or year three at this rate, um, then he'll outperform that. Gus Edwards' presence does scare me the a little Gus bit at bus. the goal line. Got his sure. tires back. He's back. He's healthy. Yeah. He's ready to yeah. go. And Dobbins did have a lot of touchdowns in his rookie year. He was he he saw the bulk of Bro, the goal his line was work. Like six eight a carry. Like he was, and he had ten touchdowns. Yeah, he was in, in a very Dobbins limited a amount of time. But Gus Edwards, I feel like, is going to be the goal line back this year, and I feel like that could really drop down Dobbins in terms of touchdown potential. Travis Etienne, I think. Out of all the backs I'm talking about, he's next on my list. I think he's also just way too low. I'm seeing him go in fourth and fifth rounds in some mock drafts. I'm seeing him go as late as the third round in dynasty mock drafts. Look, this guy was but drafted. Isn't that a crowded room too? Sorta. Like not really. Don't think. What's this guy from James Robinson? James is, Robinson is a really good running back. He's not healthy. I don't yeah, think he's going to be ready he's at still all. Good though. Um, right now, James Robinson's projections for Week One are zero. So he's not. Wait, he's what? Not, he's, really? not, he's not even projected this to be playing I mean, ready I, for week wait, one. there's projections already for Absolutely. like week one? Crazy. Come on, bro. All right. What else are these guys going to do? <laughs> right? like, Nick is uh, Nick is coming in saying, you guys just wait for Saquon to have a fantastic oh, year. Nick, uh, listen, don't come back on there Tuesday. Was a, <laughs> Nick, there was, Nick, you should wait, too. <laughs> yeah, keep waiting. Keep waiting. Yeah, so you, there was an NFL wait. exec we'll, we won't. that remains anonymous because obviously uh-huh. that's how they do that in these ESPN polls. But the NFL exec had some scathing remarks about Saquon and his ability to play the position. He said he's just not good at running back. Like, he doesn't know well, how to play running back. I mean, like, coming out of Penn State, he was a fucking monster. Yeah, but there was always one knock on him, and I said it right out of the door, right out of the gate, was that, He's afraid of the contact in the backfield. He doesn't. He's he's so trying avoid to avoid him. 
then you're a successful no, but, running but that's back. That's the problem. <laughs> Get away. That's the problem. Like sometimes you have to accept the fact that a four-yard run in the NFL is good. Like I just I I I, yeah. I did the old you know, cliche. Like when they're don't know the football, ball. like why do they run into them? Why don't they just run around them? Yeah, when they're <laughs> handing you the ball in, you know. Inside the tackles, it's like get three or four, and it's you're okay good to go. It's okay to get three yards. You know what I mean? If, if you get, well, I say okay. the, the best is 3.5. 3.5, three times, first down. <laughs> there you go. Done. Yeah, well, 3.5, you're out of the fucking league. This is true. Zeke would is 3.8, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> All it's right, gonna be so like now, four, now we got now. out of the guys. I feel, like, I feel like these guys that I'm just talking about right now, maybe outside of the top two, Akers, Dobbins, and Etienne, I feel anybody that misses out on a running back in the first, you, if you draft a receiver, you draft a Josh Allen early, these are the guys that you're going to be able to go after in the third and fourth round to try and salvage your running back group. Um, I got but, some deeper dives, but go ahead. Yeah, as we get a little bit deeper right now, Kenneth Walker the third. I'm, I'm, I love him. I think he's the, just a guaranteed starting in in Seattle right now. We know that he's going to face a lot of fucking stacked boxes, which is unfortunate for his production, I'm sure, but they're going to use the shit out of him because Pete Carroll is the most committed to the run yeah. football coach. Just ask him when he's on the goal line. Well, right? Yeah. Well, not there. Like, that's right? what I'm saying. He wasn't committed that time. <clears throat> but I think that if Seattle's going to win any football games, they're going to have to run the fo- <clears throat> run the ball effectively and play mm-hmm. good defense. I think that they might be able to run the ball effectively, but we'll find out about that. Brees Hall. All right, Maybe Jet? he should be Put a little bit higher, but I think Brees Hall, they're giving him the keys right away. They're they're making it known right now before camp's even really starting that yep. he's they're gonna be their lead guy and Carter is gonna be what they drafted him to be, much like what he was to Javante Williams at North Carolina. At North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that's just a I could come in and do all this this receiver work. I could be the Charlie Garner to your Tyrone Wheatley, we'll call it. Oh, like great. That? Great drop. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> um, thank you one. for that. Thank you. Thank Charlie you. Garner. There is damn. another guy. I feel like his first name's escaping me right now. And even his last name is hard to pronounce, but I think it's Tyler Algier. I have him. I have him written down for Atlanta. Look. I have him written down only for the sole purpose of like <laughs> that running back room right now is him, Cordell Patterson, and they signed Damian Williams. We have a question so, here. Uh-huh. Uh, when do you risk taking McCaffrey? Never. I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, you do. I, I simply don't. You, d- you don't. But if like he's you there do. In the fourth round, you take. If he's him. there, oh, he's not making it. Listen, that's the thing. I'm just saying. Let's talk. Let's talk in the context of a fantasy football draft. He's not making it past. The first round, he might make Correct. it to the end of the first, early second. So, me personally, I'm never taking him over another guy that could be picked at eleven. Like, not over Mixon, not over Swift, not over Javante Williams. Like, how could you do it? How could you put all? Like, it's a risk enough to take literally anybody, right? Like, anybody could get hurt and ruin your season. I'm definitely not taking the guy that has ruined seasons year yeah. after year. How many fantasy champions has Christian McCaffrey made after year one? Probably none. Or year two, because I think year one he was like not the best, but year two he was the man, right? Year two he was healthy? Yeah, Saquon's. So then three and year. four, then he's ruined your year because you took him first. Yeah, and now he looks like, or second. truth be told, he looks like he's. Look, I'm not sitting here and saying this matters, but he just, when you see McCaffrey of three years ago, he looks like a young guy. To me now, he looks a little sucked in. He looks like he's older. And it looks like the wear and tear, not only in his body, but just he just looks like an older guy. So Maybe it's, it's a lot of pressure being one of the uh, spokesmen for com. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of, AJ a lot coming of in. Chris, what are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs with Devontae? On the outside to stop opposing defenses from stacking the box? Not a bad, had a not great a bad end play there. I didn't have him written yeah, down. Yeah, look, yeah. I... Um, I've been burned by Josh Jacobs in a similar way that me and you were both burned by Antonio Gibson. So I've been low on Jacobs. I was low on Jacobs going into last year. And 
early going, he he was proving me right to be low on him. But you're right. I am big on guys that perform big in the second half going into next year, as you'll find out when I talk about my Yeah, receivers. but how about the Raiders not picking up his fifth-year option? Does that concern you? I think that, they're not any, that, anything, that's a little flame on their me, ass. To me, like, any, if anything, they're looking like, well, we don't really have the money to pick up your option right now, but we're not writing you off entirely. Go earn it. And I think players that are, you know, look at we, – we had a comment before about Kaseki got tagged as well. So these and the, guys and are the playing for today, money. by the way. So, so. You're, you're playing for, for a new contract. So I think Jacobs is more inspired. If he got his deal, if he got – then he might not be Is as Kenyon Drake still there? No, he's in – Miami? I'm no, no fucking way. He already played for Miami already. <laughs> That's so funny, though. <laughs> Kenyon Drake is with the Raiders still, yeah, actually. Okay. Kenyon so Drake is with the Raiders. I don't think he's in. But Drake Who is. Who is that? I was thinking of Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Edmonds he, went down to Miami. Is, I actually have a Miami. Miami running back written down here, but uh, you keep going with yours. I have like five guys, but you just. Um, took no, one, I'm so. good. I'm good. All right. So I just want to touch on why I think Algier might, might vault into starting status. Flex status almost out of the gate could be potential for him. I don't know how they're going to manipulate the running back room but Cordero Patterson he's old right like for a running yeah, back he standard he's old he's, guy. he's old he's been in the league for like thing, 10 years, I'm not going to bring it up but like at his age he hasn't had the running back wear and tear but he's still been in the league for a while and eventually you got to imagine that it's going to catch mean, up to him this was the first year he was running between the tackles that's what so. I'm saying so <laughs> we haven't really seen, a little we've bit. seen him be able to he has staying power in the league clearly but how much staying power does he have at running back when he's their real only weapon on offense for the last, I guess, 18 games. No Ridley. I guess Pitts kind of came on late. But I'm not buying in on Cordero Patterson being able to withstand the full load of a 17-game NFL season. And that's why this Algier guy kind of— Plus, I feel like they're going to be on the field at the same time a lot. I think Patterson is going to line up at receiver often, and you have a traditional running back that you could bring in. And it, But their offensive line is another, another scenario. I got guys that are going to be drafted quite late. In a lot of these drafts, I'm talking 10th, 11th, 12th round that really I think the volume could be there if they're the bell cow that I think they could be. <laughs> if not bell cow, just a lot more carries than I thought they were going to get. Starting with Ross Stevenson over in New England. And yes, Scoop, they are the same person. Yes, they are the same person. I saw that before. Stevenson out of New England. Uh, I don't. Again, I'm not a believer in their passing game much. And I believe Bill Pelichek is very, very conservative and their new offensive coordinator named Fucking who is it? The defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, Patricia. It's Patricia. Patricia. It's Patricia. Whoever the hell is calling the plays, yeah, they're, they're like, together. The, like, safe, yeah. the safe bet is that they're going to run the football a lot. Ross Stevenson showed last year that he could definitely weather the storms of having a heard, not that great yeah, of a team around I him. A joke, really. I have a rumor that they're going to play Soggy Cracker on pregame. It's going to be Patricia against Joe Judge. Soggy you said Cracker. Soggy Cracker to, to, to. I'm not going to get into what a Soggy Cracker is. I don't even is. want to know. But I, Google it. If you don't watch Big Mouth, then you don't know what Soggy Cracker is. Um, so, anyway, Ross Stevenson. I know it's a crowded backfield in Miami, but in the 10th round, average draft position right now, Ryan Mostert. Could you imagine eating Matt Patricia's Soggy Cracker? Come on. <laughs> just, anyway. Gross. Ryan Mostert's on my list. Uh, we talked about Tyler Al Algier. Uh, look, I understand that the Buffalo Bills are going to be pass happy because Josh Allen's a stud and they have Singletary, Moss, they even signed Duke Johnson. Look out for James Cook, man. I got a feeling that if you want to take a flyer on a kid late, go for it. Go for it. And uh, my last guy on the running back list is Tony Pollard because he may or may not get a lot of carries this year because Zeke's probably not going to get the, the ball as much. Tony Pollard's going to be a stud. Um, 
I love him. Steve hands me fifty dollars. I, I love him. I think Tony Pollard is is some, somebody who would be used out of the slot a lot this year. So funny. Kellen Moore is on the hot seat in Dallas. You gotta get this kid on the field. That, so, that's all I'll say. So I have Javante Williams potentially vaulting into like the top three next year. You have Tony Pollard as a sleeper <laughs> because Zeke's <laughs> makes sense. It does make sense. All right. So wide receivers. Yeah. Loaded. Loaded catching, list. Catching here. balls. Uh, honestly, you could take your pick at a ton of wide receivers that are gonna probably outperform their draft value. It's a very hard position to rank preseason to me outside of like the top twenty. It really is. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm not going to do the top 20 because that's, you know, so that's going to be interchangeable. Now. Not necessarily flyers, but guys that I think that could potentially be consistent one or two or three starters, you know, like a starting off with Mike Williams. Mike Williams right now, they're ranking him at around like 28 to 35. I'm seeing most fantasy rankings. For the first five weeks of the season last year, he was wide receiver one. He had a couple dud games midway through the season and then picked it up again late. Um, but he's the number two receiver on what everyone is talking about as probably the most. To me, he's like 1A with Keenan Allen. Well, Keenan Allen gets a lot of targets. Yeah, though. no, I know. Bro, but Keenan I just, Allen, Keenan Mike Allen, Williams, he's, look, he's that dude. Bro. Switch those two coverage-wise. Like Keenan Allen get the single coverage that yeah. Mike Allen is. You know? very so true. Keenan Allen is a far better. You call him Mike better. Allen. That's how Mike similar Williams, they are. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Both. So One I, I think Mike Williams, he has real talent, and he's he like I said, he doesn't show up to some games. He I think he had four games with outside of the top fifty-five finishes last year, but then he had a ton of games where he was like. As far as Mike Williams go, I have a stat here. Uh, according to what I'm reading, he's been playing football his entire it's life. Crazy. <laughs> not only that, not only that, not only that, but. But he's also been bigger than everybody else his entire life. So he's clearly able to handle the, the full season of catching passes. Oh, I, like I felt that one. That was from my squeak. I did. Yo, that's so fucking perfect. I'm so proud of fucking the forces right now for making that happen for me. The forces. The forces, bro. Like, you don't believe in shit, but that force just happened. That was my, me, that was my energy. That was, you definitely transferred that to my microphone and my, uh, what do you call it, larics, larynx, whatever the hell my... I have no idea. I, so, anyway. As I, as I say, my first wide receiver on this list as being a number two wide out on a very prolific passing offense. If anybody have a guess as to who my second guy might be? So one more time. Repeat the All whole right, thing. So my first guy on this list was the number two wide receiver on a very prolific, we'll even add in AFC offense passing at that. Um... Could anybody you, guess who would be my number two guy? Go ahead. Uh, Gabriel Davis. It is Gabriel Bang! Davis. For so free, Gabriel free, Davis free. lit it up in the postseason last year for the small opportunity that he had. Yeah. And down the stretch, he was the man. Gabriel Davis, the number two receiver in Buffalo. Literally the first Josh guy. Allen's the He's MVP getting drafted in the ninth round. Runner. Josh Allen's the MVP frontrunner. If you draft Gabriel Davis in the ninth round, you will start him more often than anybody else you draft in the ninth round. I could almost guarantee it, depending if you don't if you wait for your starter and the quarterback like me. Before you get to your rest of your list, question about this. They might fall on your list. Uh, Denver, I wonder about Sutton or Patrick. Is someone going to reap the benefits of opposite of Judy this year? Like, well, somebody like, are they draftable? I'm going to fix that comment for you. I had a crush you. on Tim Patrick at that uh, point. I was Cortland drafting Sutton the hell out of him. is the one, right? And then it's... Jerry Judy is the clear two, but Tim Patrick is the most. You know my love yeah, affair with Tim Patrick. Both of us love this kid. Um, he's one of. If you look at the games where he is playing as a start, he has a touchdown every other game he plays in, and he averages like six catches a game. Yards are a little bit low, but Tim Patrick, he's not necessarily going to win you fantasy weeks, but he's going to save you from losing fantasy weeks if that makes sense. When you have a Jerry Judy, like Tim Patrick, might not get drafted this year. It's Cortland Sutton and Judy, no doubt about it. 
I think both of those guys Patrick's have 1,000% being added. Yeah, but the Tim Patrick will be will be a, a mainstay on rosters when Jerry Judy tweaks his ankle week three again. Mm. Then you could add Tim Patrick like too and, fast for his and own not legs. worry one bit because Russell Wilson. I think if you want to compare Tim Patrick to anybody, we'll compare him to like a a Jav- what was it Curse Jermaine Curse type or the Doug Baldwin type where they're not overly Doug athletic Baldwin. but they're just very efficient wide receivers. Tim Patrick, Doug Baldwin, you might get a similar output from him. Chris Hogan. With Russell Wilson at quarterback, but Judy is the number two there, and Cortland Sutton to me is they're clearly their number one receiver. I think Sutton has a chance to be a top ten. I remember I had him that year that he got hurt. I was yeah, like, me too. Fourth fuck. round. Pick. Does a guy like Juju make your top twenty? Juju top doesn't 20? make my top twenty, but Juju makes my list. He does because I got the other guy um, on my list. Take the flyer on the rookie. Well, no, I, I think Marcus Valdez Scantling is the, the reports that I'm reading out of there is he's going to be the guy opposite Juju, and it's going to be Miko Valdez Scantling and Sky Moore. No, no love for Sky Moore. It's mm. not that it's no love for Sky Moore. I think that Sky Moore is a little bit behind in terms of polish. He, yeah, of course, he's not ready. And when you got an offense that hums the way Kansas City does, you oh. might be able to send him on a fly route. But I think that there's a little learning curve there for him to be ready to go in KC. Um, and they have a talented room. Valdez Scantling, there's good reports coming out of him. They say that he looks the best out of any receiver in the room, including Juju. Are you so proud we'll of him? I am. As like a I am proud MVS. of him. I, I root for my former guys to go do well. I'm not. So when Cobb was a Cowboy, were you rooting for him hard? I wasn't rooting for the Cowboys hard, but I, I yeah, like I've always fought oh, to Randall Cobb. No, Randall Cobb yeah. no. again. <laughs> All right, so AJ had mentioned the thing about Josh Jacobs playing well down the stretch last year. Probably the best receiver or guy that won a lot of fantasy leagues for people. <laughs> if you add, if you were fortunate enough to add Amon Ross St. Brown at any given point Great in, the, in the in the season last year, down the stretch you got some real usage, real good value out of him. He's going in like the four, he's like the 39th, 40th ranked receiver. To me, that's crazy. He finished this the season last year in the top 20, and he didn't really get going until like week six. So I just don't see it. I don't see why they're dis. They're, they're taking a guy that's proven it on a bad team, and they're an improved team, really didn't lose anybody. If, in fact, they've gained guys back on the offensive line that's going to make them better, and another year under the head coach that clearly believes in the, in the guys that he's coaching and used him down the stretch as a rookie. I don't understand how I'm, – like, I'm targeting Amon Ross St. Brown in every draft I'm in if I'm getting him as the 40th receiver. Getting a lot of good no intel here, it. by the way. Well, no, that's fine. It's all up here. <laughs> got to keep it in there, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not going to be. It's not staying there. Got to keep it in there. And then to talk about Juju, look, who's going to get the car- uh, who's going to get the targets? Do you see Kelsey really getting more targets? No, like he already got 130. What are you going to give him 180? He's a tight end. That's not going to happen. He doesn't even go out for passes every play. Um, Juju is just going to be that guy that finds that wrinkle as Kelsey spreads the seam. You got the speedsters. I know there's no Tyree Kill, but Valdez Scantling. Over the last three years, he's been in the tops of the league with yards per catch average, mm-hmm. upwards around like 17, 18 yards a catch. And Miko Hardman, we all know about his speed. There might be one guy in the league faster than him, and that's uh, Tyreek Hill. So they're still going to be able to stretch the field, and they've still got the guy in Kelsey to, to protect the seam. So I think Juju in that slot is just going to eat this year. So I wouldn't put him in the top 20, but I think he's going to have several, several top 20 finishes in weeks this year. So Juju, yeah. Uh, fringe three, um, definite week-to-week flex option out of Juju, no doubt about it. Um, next receiver, we're getting a little more. I'm going to go with three more, and then we'll talk about the rookies. So Alan Lazard, 
I don't know how anybody could look at what Green Bay has done with whoever their number one receiver has been over the career of either Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Whoever that guy is is going to get at least 100 targets. And if you're getting 100 targets in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, you're going to put up 70 catches. So I think Lazard is in for a career year just by proxy. And if he stays healthy, then you're going to be able to start him. But I'm not going to go go ahead of myself and say that he's like a number two or three, but solid flex guy for sure with potential to vault into a little bit higher. Devontae Parker, second time he's being brought up in this little segment. I think that this guy's a gamer. You know, he's been undermatched or overmatched in a lot of the situations you look at him, and he outperforms a lot of big, big name corners. He goes up for the ball. His point, his his point of attack is really good. He high points everything. And I don't know who else they're throwing to. They got Nikhil Harry, is it? Or no, they traded him to Chicago. Who's the other guy though? What in in, in New England? In New England's guy last year. It's, I get them all confused because they're the same fucking person. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up their depth chart right now. <laughs> Looks like Devontae, but Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby and they Myers. still got Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. You know, I'm not really worried Matthew about Slater. Aguilar okay. eating into Devontae Parker's target. telling you, man. The Patriots are going to suck. People think they're going to be good. I don't. But well, the fuck? well, their defense no. is supposed Except to be like, really uh, good. Except for like, I'm sure so Anand in the chat. Look, if you got Patriots Bill Belichick guy. with a third-ranked defense, I feel like they're going to win some games. How about this? Everyone thinks that I'm seeing is that the Patriots are going to be a pushover this year. That, to me, is a joke. Kendrick Bourne as well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think it's Jacoby Myers was the guy I was looking for. Very similar. They're going to both get around 60, 70 catches this year, and they're going to alternate which guy is the guy in a game-to-game basis. Ooh, so buyer you, beware for that reason, but you will be able to spot start stream. I'm going to raise my hand for this one. Did you know that the Patriots landed Ty Montgomery? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he might not make the roster, though. I think so, too. <laughs> um, and we'll then... See. Justin Gage going to um, going clear to Tampa. cut number one Godwin, over there. Godwin, oh, we're not sure no, what's sorry, going I'm on. thinking but, of fucking Atlanta. But Godwin's Jesus not Christ. sure what's going on with Godwin's knee, um, at, at least in the beginning of the season. So Gage will step into a nice little from role. whatever yeah. from what I've read. Everything I'm reading is Godwin and Gallup both on pace to start week one, yeah. which would be incredible like for I both. Like I said, I need to see it to believe it. There could be a setback. There's a lot of practice to be had and a lot of football to be played from now till then. Um, if they were smart, they would just let him go week one and not really do too much. But Godwin, nonetheless, probably won't be ready week one. I just can't buy it. Casey, we'll get into tight ends in a second, but I agree too. We'll um, and then I guess rookie receivers, bro, there's a ton. Well, can I just add a uh, non-rookie? Yeah. Um, this is going to pain, pain me very, very hard <laughs> to uh, put this guy on the list just because I think they're going to be coming from behind a lot. Um, I think they're going to be losing a lot of football games this year. And one guy in the NFL has to outperform all expectations this year. That guy's name is Daniel Jones, and he's going to have to throw to Kadarius Tony. Tony's the kind of guy where last year he showed some fight, literally and figuratively. Um, he's, he just seems like he's a good He's a Dog. <laughs> you know, dog. Dog. So, like, I think Tony is that guy this year. Um, that is a good addition because I, 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 I like must him have this year, unfortunately. I've drafted him in, like, 13 of my mock drafts because he's going way too late for he's a He's going an average of 11th round right now is, is the ADP on uh, Kadarius what Tony. What so, What are you looking for? Uh, Tight ends? Um, and that's I all I got for receivers. Rookies, 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 rookies. All right, so I'll just talk about it then, I guess. Drake London is, is looking to be the clear-cut best receiver in the class, but that's all – that's all analytics and analysts talking. We haven't seen a goddamn thing. To me, I think the guy that the Jets got is going to be the best receiver in the draft. I don't know about right out of the gate, but just to talk about the two Jets pass catchers, Elijah Moore is another one that we haven't talked about. It's going to be mm-hmm. hard for him to not outperform his um, his status last year, but Agreed. he is getting drafted a little higher 
for a guy that hasn't done a goddamn thing yet, I think they're people the are high value, on, on Zach Wilson again. So, so like this is so I'm a little offense I'm, I'm a little hesitant to add Elijah Moore to my list while he is a guy that I'm potentially targeting because I do think he's going to have a decent season. I just I think that he's getting a little too much credit and there's guys on here that aren't getting enough and I would go with the Amon Ra- like I'm seeing Elijah Moore mm-hmm. getting picked earlier than Amon Ross St. Brown in drafts. And and I don't understand that. Even quarterback in di- play. dynasty drafts I could understand because you might think down I mean quarterback plays like Jared I guess Jared Goff is an established quarterback in the NFL but you know he's not lighting it up by any stretch. Uh, well, that's why I said Elijah Moore might get drafted earlier than because of quarterback play. You took it the other way. No, I'm. I I don't. I'm, my my thing is the name value coming out of college was like Elijah yeah. Moore was a big name receiver, and they expect blue chip prospect value out of him in the NFL. Right. But you know stats don't lie. Amon Ross St. Brown, this motherfucker ate last year. Mm-hmm. If I'm picking and they're both on the board, how could you go with a guy that hasn't done anything over a guy that had like 80 catches as a rookie? Truth. Not going to happen for me. But um, we'll move past the rookie receivers. There's a lot that we need to see. The the Let's Detroit some, guys uh, injured. Some I point end action. Yeah, so we'll move on to the tight ends. Not many tight ends, though. I got a guy. <laughs> and <coughs> just before you get into your list, I'll just say this right now. There's two guys affected by this. But today in the NFL, it was the deadline. For any franchise tag guys to reach long-term extensions, today was the deadline. Both Mike Gusecki and Dalton Schultz did not get long-term extensions. Dalton Schultz now is playing on the franchise tag. That's why no matter where he's being drafted in drafts, I think he's going to have himself a decent year because he's looking for that payday. And now he has a chance to earn some serious do-re-mi with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, if it sticks around. I think it's a good thing for the Cowboys. They they didn't do this, I think, on by design. Uh, I mean, put it this way. If they could have gotten a deal done at the right dollar amount that they were comfortable with, yes. But I think they're willing to pay him more than they're able to now. And then the caveat is that he's in a contract year, so you're going to get him the ball out trying to get paid. So I real, think it's a good Real quick, going back to receivers for a second, Jack, our boy Jack Sinat, waiting for that Ravens play. Where are we going with Bateman? I don't want to talk about Bateman. Ah, no, Bateman. So that's basically your your key Bateman that is Bateman's another one. is like wide receiver one one it's, one it's not one that one. I, and, and look, this is the context of this. This isn't anybody that I think is really good. I think Bateman is. There's a little more recognition on on Rashad Bateman being drafted, kind of where he should. I, I wouldn't draft him any higher. You know, like I think that we need to see a little bit. He had some splash plays. Like when you look at his catch radius and all those types of things, which I know Dave doesn't get big into that, but I I think that projects well for a guy like when you're not seeing him get the usage but when you see him get the ball thrown his way the motherfucker catches everything and he's a little undersized but his route running is very crisp I think he has the potential to vault into one of the best route runners in the league right away like a Darnell Mooney is right now but doesn't get the credit he's another one added 10 pounds by the way of muscle. There's no quarterback. So anyway, Dalton Schultz is my guy as far as tight ends that might outperform because of the fact that he's going to be trying to earn his next big, big payday. But so. I think Dalton Schultz, again, like I see him going as high as like the sixth tight end overall. I, I'm looking at the top five over him. I feel like six. Now, granted, there's a fucking three Cowboy fans in every draft that I do because they just are everywhere. So <laughs> like the there's plague, probably baby. that factor. But yeah, Dalton Schultz, man, like I... I think Dalton Schultz last year surprised everybody, including Dave and including yeah. himself, right? Um, but Dalton Schultz, and he did it's that hard, given the opportunity. It's hard for me Jaws to put him hurt. in the list because I see him going drafted like the tight end right after Pitts. I think in some cases you might want to put him a little lower, but I think that this news about his contract might might well, help him. All right, I'll ask you because we know the, the the obvious, the Kittles, the Kelseys, the. 
the um, the Andrews is your top three, and then you're looking at a guy like Pitts because who knows where the hell he lines up, four or five, right? Uh, I miss somebody, a Waller, right? So, But now like you look at Schultz and you say he should be lower, then what guys do you feel like should be over him? I'm not saying should be. I'm saying like we're getting into preference. I think Schultz is like the six, seven guy, right? Based on what he did I'm last cool year, it. right? Yeah. But then you could look at a guy like a Dawson Knox, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. You know, Hawkinson has underperformed. Knox is going to be. Ha- Hawkinson has underperformed in his career up to this point. Injuries have been an issue. If he could put together a full healthy season, I think this is the best team that he's playing on. And I know that's not saying much. They picked third, right? right. Fifth, something right. like that. So it's not saying much. But they, you know, we all have been talking about it ad nauseum for the last two seasons, how Detroit fights really hard. They're, they're in every game. And... We're going to go with that for that reason. I think Got it. Hawkinson has a chance. I don't buy in it. I'm not buying in on Hawkinson over him, but I am buying in on Dawson Knox. Okay. Uh, I would take Dawson Knox over Schultz, preference-wise, and he's a touchdown machine. Last year, he was just the, the main Earlier, there was a comment um, uh, about your boy Tanyan. Um, not, you're not sold on Tanyan. I'm not sold on Tanyan. I think he caught a flash in the pan. Very but, good All right, now I ask you this. Season. Is Mercedes still there? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not on like, him either. But I didn't even so name a guy. You got to throw so, the tight end. So let know? me do it. Let me let me go with my guys. Right. Go for it. Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Right. I think that they're going to be heavily reliant on the tight end with the Mitch Trubisky situation. I'm not sure he's able to throw the ball downfield as well as Pittsburgh fans would like him to. So Pat, Pat Fryermuth. I went on record last year and said if I'm in a dynasty league, Pat Fryermuth could be the top a top four tight end. Right. Like. I don't know who I put over yeah, him. Yeah, me, me and Rob were high on him when we were previewing the Steelers. We think very high on Frymuth, and he's just a complete package outside of fantasy, like tight end wise. He might be the most complete tight end outside of George Kittle in football because he could catch, and he's just a beast in the pa- in the running game. Frymuth is the real deal. Um, and then Noah Fant is a new situation, but he's typically known as a pass catcher. They do have the weapons on the outside to kind of open up the seam for him. The running game is a is an issue. Um, but we did talk about Kenneth Walker. I'm just not sure how it's going to play out. Their roster isn't great, but just on in terms of usage, I'm seeing him ranked as like the 15th tight end. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be a fantasy starter in a 12-man league or mm-hmm. a potential fantasy starter. So 16, I don't find 16 better or 15 better. No way. Okay. So that's it for my tight ends. Do we have any questions? <laughs> any questions from the class? Uh, raise your hand. There's probably like a good like 8 to 10 tight ends you could have that you'd feel like comfortable with like i'm i'm good with this guy for the year yeah no, no. back when it used to only be like three here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing there's there's a couple tight ends that could win you a league right yeah if they get hot at the right time because they're so much far and away better than everybody else at their position but there is 12 good tight ends like like any it's very similar to quarterback with tight end where if i miss out on the the top two guys everyone else is in the same tier you know, if you're not getting uh, even Kelsey or Andrews, I even put Kittle at a tier below right now, right? So I put Kelsey and Andrews tier one, and then I put Kittle, Pitts. You know, you could even throw Dalton Schultz into that tier because it's a little, maybe a small drop-off, but not a big enough where you would drop him a full tier. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's the same as quarterbacks where if you miss out on the top three, then I'll take any of them. Yeah, I'll let everybody else pick. throw like 4,500, 4, If you're in a 12-man league and, and you're the only guy that doesn't have a quarterback – and there's, you're looking, and you're like, well, there's still Stafford, there's still Hurts, there's still, you're yeah. like, well, I don't, you know, I, I'll, I'll to, wait until the first guy takes a backup, and then that's my cue. Yeah. That's the run, the secondary run on quarterbacks. But, all right. 
Very tight end. You very uh, the top three. Logical Wait. stuff here at Chop Sports today. And there's your reminder right there on your screen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to please subscribe to the channel. If you're brand new here, subscribe to the channel. It's got a reflection and everything. That's pretty dope. Uh, that is courtesy of Artie. Uh, if you guys are just joining us, the beauty part is, as soon as we're out of here, you can go back and watch everything. We previewed some of the fantasy players that will outperform their draft slot or their ADP right now. Uh, we talked a little Yankees, talked a little uh, Knicks, talked a little and Connor McGregor. We got it all in this episode. Be sure to go replay this. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody what you're watching at 11 o'clock. Like the goddamn video, please, for the love of God. Uh, like the video. And, uh, yeah. Next Friday, I will be doing the players to avoid in your draft. So I'm sure a couple so, of Dave's guys will make an appearance. So Viduro, uh tune in next Friday because there's a lot of haters out yeah, there yeah. about so some we'll, of these we'll guys. The so, hater yeah. fantasy, well, that's what it is. It's like avoid these guys at all costs in traditional fantasy leagues. But in Which means every fantasy, week. You might be wanting to stream Zeke week one, just saying. Okay. And stream Zeke week one. Like you won't be drafted, but you can just pick well, them it's up. It's like every single guy is a stream in hater. Because you're streaming week to week. This is very true. Okay. You got a point. All right. So anyway, we hope you guys have a great weekend. You got anything going on this weekend? I haven't even talked to you about like the weekend coming up. No fights or anything, right? There's nothing big. No, I don't have to fight anybody this weekend. No, there's nothing really of note in the fight The Yankees and the Red Sox, they open up their series tonight. So hopefully the Yankees can bounce back from their abysmal performance against the badass Cincinnati Reds who have won seven of eight uh, in their last day. So look, it's that's baseball, Susan. Okay, that's baseball. At least we're not running into Baltimore right now. Yeah, it was, yeah. by the way, one of the winning teams in the AL East. By the way, all of the teams in the AL East, including the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Orioles are 500 or better. So I don't want to hear shit about somebody, a bad yeah, division. Yeah, that division. division is stacked. So the Red Sox suck, but everyone else for Sturch and Gooch and the Red Sox fan known as Rob. This has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. Hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Be safe. We'll be back here on Monday for the Jacksonville Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen. We are moving to the AFC South, so let's get it done. Excited for the Jaguars. Me too. But there was this one company I think called Chop Sports Media. Top Sports Media. Yeah.